welcome back to the good old Queen City Roundup podcast, where we actually have sports to talk about now. For how long, we don't know. Um, but let's be optimistic here, even though Major League Baseball is literally run by a bunch of 10-year-olds. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, well, we'll get into that soon, but we have Blue Jays baseball tonight. Jays Rays in Tropicana Field, which totally doesn't give me anxiety, not for the game, but because they're going to Florida. And Florida right now is a literal swamp pit of sickness. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere there, the, the virus. Is it bad that I kind of want to call this episode Get Down With The Sickness now? Oh, God, no. I don't think we should do that. I think we kind of have to now that you said it. I don't know. All we'll right. See. Okay. So now, now that we're gonna get a cease and desist from uh, from disturbed, uh, let's talk baseball here. Um, because Jays are playing tonight for the first time, and feels like when was the last time they played a game that mattered? It's been a long time since they played a game. They've been under 500 since last April, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not been it's not been fun, but. Uh, 60 games, it's optimism. So, mm-hmm. uh, looking it's, at the Jays. No, it's ahead. something. It is something. Um, so, let's dive into what the lineup is going to look like. Or did so, you want to just start with what just broke just before we started? Oh, yes, we should start with what just broke, which is where the Jays are going to play in 2020, which is going to be in Buffalo at Solon Field. A weird name, but sure. Former, formerly called Coca-Cola Field, if I'm not mistaken you'd think it would be called coca-cola field because you know all of these all of these you know brands are trying to, to purchase the rights to the stadium right or maybe coca-cola i think that's what it used to be called or am i just completely wrong about that no you're making me search it let's up. just call it what it is right now so they will be playing in buffalo which feels like you know what this reminds me of remember when mm-hmm. the jays wanted to sign an outfielder in 2017 and they didn't have anybody to sign so they just went with jose bautista because it's what they knew this is the equivalent of that deal they went to buffalo because it was convenient for them because every other it's like what's a good analogy for it it's like you go to the one restaurant that you know you didn't want to go to but it's on the way it's the equivalent of stopping at McDonald's. Yeah. Because it's right there. I, I took that analogy way too far. Um, but I, I just had food on the mind. Um, so apparently, so the plan that Shai Davidi posted, which is on his Twitter, great follow for, for Jays, um, stating that the Blue Jays confirmed Buffalo plan, July 29th to 30th home series versus the Nationals will be played in Washington. So I'm not sure if they're going to be playing as the home team or the away team, but either way, that series is going to be played in Washington. Unless they and, just made that one like a later series against them that was supposed to be like yeah, so maybe they're like, gonna like be they that. just like swap it like that because I I did see that the plan was for the Blue Jays to play 30 home games in Buffalo. Yeah, so uh, the way that it looks right now is um, they want Buffalo to be ready because they have some some renovations that they have to do mainly I think the lighting and, and the camera placements, because I'll get to camera placements in a minute. Um, when we talk about the games that happened, well, the game and a half that happened last night. Um, 
but they want it to be ready by July 31st. So as of recording, it's supposed to be ready by next week. So by next show, we might have a Jays game in Buffalo. So that's Buffalo gonna, Blue Jays. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be weird. Um, but I mean, hey, it's I apparently I looked at the the, the pictures for the stadium. It's not it's not a bad stadium. It looks better than the than the Sky Dome does. But of course, I just don't like like Roger Center really. Like it's not a good stadium, but yeah, I mean this is a also a very old and outdated stadium as well. I think now would be a good time if I'm if I'm Mark Shapiro, um, mainly because there's not going to be anybody in uh, playing in Toronto. Like you already renovated your Dunneen Stadium, why not take this time to renovate uh, the Sky Dome? Because now you have a bunch well, of... Well, they already months. did a couple of years ago. Like, the concourse and all that looked completely different. Yeah, but they still need to do a lot more because, like, the stadium... I think they just need like, a new stadium. But. The state... Well, where are you going to put it? Number one. Number two, isn't the stadium, like, third worst in Major League Baseball? It's, like, second or third worst? Yeah, it's not that great. Especially, I like, like, I don't know, like, where, have, where you have sat or didn't sit in the, in the Rogers Center, but, like... Unless you're like literally like anywhere seated behind the plate, you you're gonna get blind spots in, on the field, which um, is terrible. I've been in the 500s on the away dugout side, and that one was okay. I was also on the 500s on the uh, in the over the right field bullpen, which was actually kind of an interesting uh, spot to be in. Um, the lowest I've sat was I think. 230 like in the 200s i've never been in the 100s i wish um really yeah never well, I've, been, like, I've sat maybe like everywhere in the roger center so and like it's pretty sat behind terrible home plate? okay no not like not like right behind home plate next to like the blue jays no no there or anything like have that. you, have you sat I've, in the td comfort zone and is it comforting no i haven't sat there either I have been in the in the TV VIP section before, the one in the 200s behind the plate. Pretty cool. The only time I've ever been in the, the TD comfort zone was me and my dad were leaving a game. I can't remember if they win or not. I think they won. And we didn't know how to get out from our seats, so we ended up cutting through the, the VIP section. And nobody cared. They were just like, okay, yeah, you guys can walk through. It's because like, it was the end of the game, right? It's not like we were like stealing any food or drink, which totally i would not do that i'm a man of honor um but yeah that's the closest i've ever gotten to like any like vip treatment actually Absolutely. I, I, here's actually, a I no, no go for it here's a life hack for if you ever want to go to a jays game whenever fans are allowed back into the stadium again what you do is you buy a cheap 500 level outfield ticket that could be like 12 bucks on a weeknight or something like that Right. Okay, maybe not twelve bucks, but like twenty bucks. Yeah, max. twenty bucks. Yeah. Like in the yeah. outfield, and the five hundreds outfield are terrible. Like you don't see anything. Like you don't see like the outfield. You just like have to assume if it's an out or not by like how the crowd reacts. Exactly. And then, and then, uh, what you do is instead of sitting there, you go to the what do they call it? The flight deck? That oh, yeah, the flight deck. Area in center field. You just go there. You might have to go a little early so you can get a good spot there. But you go there and you watch the game from there, and it's a great view. 
I remember I'm trying to think of like stories that I've had when I was in the the Sky Dome. I remember there was one the last time I went to a game. Um, I'm gonna tell my friend specifically this because he went with me. Um, I saw Mike Trout hit I think three home runs that game, two or three yeah. home runs, including a grand slam. So I was pretty spoiled. Um, but I remember like the all the big home runs. My friend wasn't even in the seat for like he literally just went to go get beer and if anybody knows how much beer costs at any sporting event you know that it's definitely not worth the cost of like how much is a tall boy or, or a, a can i'm gonna be people still buy it though so is it really yeah, that big of an issue it's is like to me i if i were to drink i would drink probably like when i'm at home like, I don't want to go or like if I go out to a, a restaurant or a bar and, and I'm watching it, you know what I mean? Like my, my dad and I have gone to the point where we don't want to spend the money at the friggin dome because, you know, as much as it may look good, we really don't want to spend like 20 bucks on a hot dog and like friggin three bucks on a bottle of water. So um, but there was another story I remember from the Sky Dome where um there were these two chicks that came in front of us and you could tell they're kind of like the casual people that are like, okay, let's go. And like, just post pictures for the gram. They literally stood up mid at bat and were taking selfies in front of us. And I was just oh, like, that's, that's okay. so annoying. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Like it's funny because like you look at the typical, like, like, uh, you know, the typical White girl. Guy, yeah, the typical guy at a, at, a, at a ball game sees that and they'll go, "Oh yeah, sure, you guys can do that, 100%," because they're they're dogs. I, an intellectual, me wants to watch baseball. Exactly, me, a student of the game. I want to watch the game that I'm learning. I don't want to be involved in that uh, that filth. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm a man of honor and morals. Um, so now that every single person listening to this realizes that we're all full of shit, um, but no, I, I, I honestly, I was like, I was kind of weirded out. Cause I was like, why are you guys doing this? Like when you know, people are behind you, like, what the fuck? Like, it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, enough with stories from the Sky Dome. Um, let's talk about, do we want to talk about the, the lineups, the rosters, Sure, we can. The good meat of the team. Um, so it. I have, I have the uh, the article on TSN, um, where I'm not sure. Yeah, this is the the rest of the lineup that's gonna be in. Uh, that's going to be in the rotation for the Jays. So they, Hinjin Ryu is gonna start because why wouldn't he? You're paying him 20 million. I would make him start too. Uh, so the rotation is gonna go. Um, depending on what happens, I think it's going to go Ryu, Shoemaker, and then either one of Thornton or, uh, or Rourke, and then potentially... Well, Trent Thornton got named, like, the fifth starter. Yeah, so, okay, so I think it's probably going to be, like, Shoemaker, then Rourke, and then, but they still have, like, uh, they still have Baruchy. Anthony that they have up there, yeah, Baruchy's on call, like... He's on the tap. Taxi squad. Yeah, love the taxi squad. Um, but we're not going to have Nate Pearson, at least with the team, until next week because 
they still want to do service time, service which time. is. I mean, it makes sense more than ever. It for makes this it season. makes sense. Going to miss one start. Exactly. Yeah, and selfishly, like for a pitcher, you can do that. For for like a player, like a position player, like a like a Vlad Jr. Mm-hmm. or or a Bichette, I would be a little cross about that, but at this point, it doesn't really matter. Um, so looking at the lineup here, uh, it's kind of I don't hate it. I think there there are a few tweaks that I would make personally. So uh, just the lineup for people that don't know, Bo Bichette leading off at short, which is God. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, about Jordan's tweets uh, going viral? Bro oh Bichette, Bo Bichette being in a frat. Started that, a whole thing, man. That was we're crazy. Gonna, we're gonna, we're I need, I need that kind of clout. It's a great, I know, right? But it, it's, it was a gem of a tweet. So anyway, so Bro Bichette leading off at short. Uh, you got Biggio at second base, uh, batting second. Lourdes Gurriel at third. Vladdy at first hitting cleanup because Vladdy. Travis Shaw at third. Randall Grichuk in center field. Rowdy Telez is the DH. Teoscar Hernandez as the right fielder and Danny Jansen as the catcher. So right off the bat, I'm a little cross about really, really maybe one or two things. Uh, I don't know if you want to chime in or you want me to just kind of go with it. Well, let's hear. I want to hear what you're, you have your issues with. Um, it's not a huge issue. Personally, I would just switch two people. Like, uh, there were like two people I'd probably want to flip and move up one. I'd probably rather have Biggio lead off just because he, he gets, a, he, he got yeah, on base he, a lot last yeah, year. Yeah, he gets on base, right? Like he has that, um, he has that play and then that good vision. So I'd rather mm-hmm. have, you know, a man on base for, for Bobochette to come on. But again, that's minor. Like this roster is very interchangeable. I also personally want to put Rowdy Telez above a Randall Grichuk just because, you know, we've he's all got seen power, him. man. He's, he's pissed. I think, like, I don't want to say that Rowdy Telez is pissed off, but he, he's got something to prove. And I think he's yeah. going to end up working his way up to six soon just because of the way um, the way things are going. But I would argue maybe doing, like, a right-left, right-left, right-left uh lineup but again there's definitely gonna mess with their bullpen exactly like when they gotta like bring in bullpen it's just like make them go through as many pitchers as they can in uh, those situations the good news news with that is that looking at their uh their bench they have a lot of left-handed bats on their bench like you got reese mcguire who bats left um which i'm not gonna make a uh, indecent exposure joke about him because oops um for those that don't know, just Google Reese McGuire. You'll probably find it. Uh, Joe Ponick, who bats left. Derek Fisher, that bats left, which I, which is funny. Wait, Ponick isn't didn't make the opening day lineup, right? He's on the bench, from what I see here. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he was he was hurt, but I think like once he's healthy, he'll be ready to go off the bench, presumably. Um, and then you got. Derek Fisher, like I said, who bats left, and Billy McKinney, who also bats left, to combat two righties. Santiago. Derek Fisher is an interesting one, man. Yeah, I was I was gonna get back to Fisher, but you got Espinal and, and Alfred are your two righties. Espinal has, yeah, I was gonna say he had a really good uh, summer training. camp, I guess. I guess we're calling it. 
yeah, he had a good summer, and he also had a good spring training, from what I remember. Yeah. Feels like eons ago. Um, yeah, yeah he, he's Fisher. like he, he's like um, he's a good replacement for Brendan Jury not being in the lineup because he can play. You can put yeah. him. That's, just about anywhere. I forgot. I forgot that Brandon Drury wasn't in the lineup, which I mean I don't want to speculate here, but like the you know, rumor is there's that him, there's him, COVID. Jonathan Davis. Who who are the ones that were on the DL? It was him, Jonathan Davis, I think Elvis Luciano is the other one. There's a fourth yeah. yeah, I can't remember the fourth one. Um but yeah, basically that's what it, but yeah, Espinal's got a really good shot, I think, of being like kind of the utility infielder right now. Uh, and mm-hmm. also keep in mind one player that is, uh, I'm one, I'm wondering if they are going to see him uh, crack the lineup is going to be Austin Martin, just because of I the don't way. think, I don't think he'll make the, he'll be on. Right. Uh, actually playing games, I I think that they want him to develop a little more. He's not on the taxi squad, is he? I don't remember. Um, if I'm looking correctly. Um, uh, if I scroll down to, yeah, the taxi squad is currently, uh, Pearson, Barucki, and, uh, Caleb Joseph. So they get, um, you know, they get. So they just like travel with the team and stuff and like. Exactly. Train yeah. with them and they're like the call up pool, I guess. So only two players that are injured with the Jays are. Uh, have are specified with their injuries. The others are undisclosed. So the undisclosed ones that we don't know, we don't want to assume, but you know, it's in it, the thought process goes there, which is Brennan Drury, who you mentioned, Jonathan Davis, who I mentioned, Elvis Luciano, who I mentioned, Hector Perez, and Wilmer Font. Which whenever I think of Hector Perez, I think of Hernan Perez with the Brewers. And the reason why is because whenever I play MLB The Show, I always try and pick him up in free agency just because he's, like, a super mm-hmm. utility player. Um, but that's besides the point. And you also have Chase Anderson on the 10-day injured list. Um, but, yeah, that's what that's do you make? Point. What do you make of the bullpen? Because I look at the bullpen, and I just so go, yikes. Yeah, there's a lot of yikes. Um, other than Other than Ken Giles, really. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like uh, like you said, Shen, Shen Yamaguchi is, is a player that you have eyes on because uh, the comparables to Masahiro Tanaka. Um, Jacob Wagaspak, I feel like, could be a decent uh, late relief pitcher if you need somebody to go two, three innings. Well, he can also make like a spot start, too, if you really need it, which yeah. is good to have. And I think that's what the team wants. Is the team Same with Kay and even, even Yamaguchi as well. He's started in Japan. Yeah, and I think what's really good and what's really deadly about this team going forward, even if, um, again, they don't make 500, or or if, or even if they go above 500 but don't make the playoffs, like they just barely get itched out, is they have a lot of versatility, not just in in the lineup but also in the in their pitching department as well. Like I think they've done a complete, I don't want to say a complete 180. But they've done a lot of progress to bring in players that have experience, that can bounce back, um, and can really provide some good uh, depth if need be. Like, remember when Sam Gavilio was like looked at as like one of the best relievers in the bullpen, and then he just got overused. Yeah, like that's kind of what I what I see. 
Um, and and God love God love John Gibbons. I know. I think you tweeted earlier saying how much you love John Gibbons. Like, yeah. Go. I love John. I love Gibby, but the one thing that I hated was his bullpen management. Oh yeah, he was not good at that at all. But yeah, like when you're when you're stretching out people and you're just going to the same guys like like Brett Cecil and he's having a rough uh, a rough April a rough and May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I wouldn't or like Aaron Loop, who my dad hates with a passion, but is no longer with the team, so he can't hate him anymore. I feel like they had Aaron Loop there just because he was a lefty, and that was it. It's like, you're a lefty? Cool, you made the team. Yeah, that's kind of the thing with left-handed pitchers, is that, like, especially because it's very, uh, it's kind of like a niche uh, thing to be a left-handed pitcher in baseball right now, even though, like, if you look at teams like the, the Red Sox and the Dodgers, they have, like, three. Mm-hmm. Or, or sorry, the Red Sox did have three, but then of course David Price went away and Chris Sale got hurt. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to your your talk about the bullpen, like there's only maybe two names that I would really trust, and Waggis Pack and Yamaguchi. I like Jordan Romano, especially. Because I like to see how he like. I know it's a short season, but I like to see like how he can like develop over the years because he's someone with a who has like a lot of potential to be like a very useful piece. Yeah, and also like looking at the 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 bullpen as well, going deeper. Like you know, he, like Anthony Bass, I think had Tommy John surgery a year or two ago, so we don't know what he's going to be like. Um, Brian Morin, who I never heard of i think yeah i don't know who that is aj cole who pitched with cleveland and that that's an inside joke because um one of the funniest things was um the jays always used to get players from cleveland yes just because you know they're they're affiliated with there i mean yeah like brian the management like brian moore and i'm looking him up right now he only made for the, he only uh, played in uh, 19 games last season. Very small sample size. He but might just know, be to fill out that 30-man spot, like roster to also, start the season. Yeah, it's to fill out that spot, and it's also to put a lefty in the bullpen because, like, Tim Miser blew out his UCL, which, if you saw that injury, was awful. Um, Those are the worst injuries to watch. When you see literally a pitcher's arm go, that's that's horrible. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't even feel and, and like we as normal people like if if we like bump our elbow we're gonna like feel it for probably the rest of the day depending on how fragile you are imagine imagine this right like yeah strange um but also you have to think about a lot of players in the minor leagues uh on this roster that didn't make the team like i was surprised sean Ripoli didn't get a spot in the bullpen yeah so was i um, because I know they were kind of transitioning him to a starter. He's kind of like, he's fallen definitely on that depth chart, but I kind of wanted to see what he could do in, uh, you know, with the team. Um, I'm also trying to think, like, I'm, I'm looking at other pitchers that, that pitched for the team last year. Um, TJ Zoic was another one that I'm surprised wasn't given a shot. Cause I kind of liked what I saw out of him despite some, some rough starts. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of who else that they still have. A lot of the players are gone. Uh, Buddy Boshers, oh my god. Uh, Clay Buckles, jeez. Oh, jeez, he's still on the roster. 
Is he? No, he's not. He left. He was. I, I thought you were saying people who were like, did it make the no, team? No, no, no. I'm trying. I'm trying to look at last year. Uh, oh. Who was on the? Who's on the roster? Um, trying to think. Yeah, I'm like Brock Stewart. No, Jason Adam. Jason Adam was okay. 23 games, 291 ERA. It's not bad. I like that personally. Uh, Yavi Guevara wasn't horrible. Zach Godley, I think, wasn't even that bad. But again, like a lot of players were, were gone. On the Do they Red still? Sox now, right? I think. Wait, who? Which name are we talking about? Brock Stewart. Godley. Or? Yeah, I think Zach Godley's on the. On the. Th- He's on the Red Sox. He just pitched against us in one of those ex- exhibition games. Oh, right. Um, What was the name? I think Nick Kingham was one that they got. Is he still with the team? No, he's a free agent. That was a pitcher that had a lot of upside with the Pirates. And then he just kind of crashed and burned. Like, he had a lot of upside. And he was pretty yeah, good. For sure. He was pretty good for Toronto. 11 starts, three, a three, uh, even three ERA in 11 games. I'm I'm surprised they didn't keep him. I guess because like maybe they had too many right-handed pitchers, or, or maybe they just couldn't come to yeah. him. Yeah. Maybe he wanted. That's maybe a thing that happens. I think it's also he kind of wanted a spot in the rotation because he was given that spot in. Uh, he was given that spot with the Pirates, so but the Jays probably felt like they didn't have a lot of room for him, which sucks, but. That's baseball, right? Like, you, there's only such a limited so, amount of jobs you can give out. So I have a, a question for you then. Who's who's like your biggest sleeper for the the Blue Jays this year, in your opinion? Mm, that's a good question. Are we talking in the grand scheme of things, or like just batters only? Let's let's say uh, anything, any player who's on the roster. Mm, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I personally think. I think Kevin Biggio's average is going to go up a lot this year. I think he's probably going to – I don't want to say like a 300 hitter. I say probably like a 250 to 260 guy personally. Maybe he get and – he, and he's also got that power. I think he's – because he hit 16 home runs last year. I have a funny feeling he, he in a full season he could definitely hit 20. But again, like he six, 60 seasons – or 60 seasons. 60 games, you don't know. Um second one that I think is definitely on there. I want to see what Anthony Alford can do. And yeah, it's kind of, I feel it's like kind he, of, he's, I feel like this season is finally like his shot yeah, to like, it's like, it's like, like show us what you have. And I'm, yeah. okay, I'm going to throw, actually, no, okay. I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to choose Biggio. I'm going to, I'm going to pick three names. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rowdy Telez going back to where he was in 2018 where he was just hitting doubles like a madman. I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with, um, who's the other name that I had? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with Biggio. I'm going to go with him, and I'm going to go with Teoscar Hernandez because Hernandez was kind of like the Guriel of last year because, like, they sent him down to Buffalo. He came back up. He hit a lot better. So I'm thinking with, like, especially with a year off and when he's basically – I don't want to say given the right field spot, but like he's kind of going back to the person that he was when the Jays got him, which I remember that was a big deal when we traded friggin' Francisco Luriano for him. That's a name I completely forgot played for the Jays. That was, dude, I went to a start 
uh, it was they, they it was they started his first start. I think he played against the Twins, and I was there for it. He looked very shaky, like he was not. Yeah, he was not the player that he once was when he was with the Twins, which is really funny that he was pitching his first game with the Jays against the team that he started his uh, his major league career with in, in Minnesota. Um, yeah, that's that's a weird. That was a long time ago, man. Like he was. Yeah. But what's funny is that he has a World Series ring. If he wanted to, he could retire. It's probably like, okay. He does have a World Series ring. I forgot about that. It's a tainted World Series ring, but he didn't know they were cheating. I actually probably did in hindsight. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Silliness in baseball is always fun. Um, Speaking of silliness in baseball, should we rant about how stupid this league is? Uh, Before we do that, I just wanted to wrap up. The Blue Jays. I have some some questions for you. Like just like like kind of like over under on certain things for the Jays. All right. So here we go. So what over or under ten starts for Hinjun Ryu as a Blue Jay this season? Good question. Um. In I figured I- every five days he'll get a maximum of 12 starts. So over or under 10. I mean, the most, the least he's ever played in a season, aside from 2016 when he got hurt, was he had 15 in, in 2018 because he was still kind of like battling injury. The most starts he's ever had is 30. So he's, there's no way you're going to start him in 30, obviously. Um,. I think depending on how the team, if it's also of course depending on their record, I think it might be less because again, if this team is still going to be struggling, then they're probably maybe going to want to not play Ryu as much because they're going to feel like what's the point? Let's go and get some other guys if if this season doesn't pan out the way that we want it to. Like I want to be optimistic and obviously say like I'd give them like probably twelve starts like you said, but I just think, like, again, with with the whole implications of the season playing during a pandemic, I don't think the season's even going to finish. But besides okay, that... Okay, let's just assume all of but, these questions okay, that To it's answer gonna... your question, simplified, under. Okay, so over or under someone I'm... Do you want me to just go over under and say one word, or do you want me to justify it? You can justify it. Just I won't just do however it you feel. All right. Over over or under twelve home runs for Rowdy Telez. Over. I think he can hit twenty. In a sixty game season, you think he can get twenty? Oh yeah. Against okay, keep in mind they're gonna be playing against a team like the Pirates. They don't have a lot of pitching. They're gonna be playing against teams like True. the Marlins. They don't have the best pitching. And also he's gonna be playing against left handed starters like uh like J Hap. He could probably crush J Hap's uh, stuff because again he played with J-Hab. Um Trying to think of who other who else is a lefty in the uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, another lefty he can mash off of. Um, there's another lefty I'm thinking about. Like, no, they don't play the Tigers. What am I saying? Um, I know, like, of course you're going to be playing against new opponents, especially with the, the cross uh, divisions with the Mets and the Phillies and all this other stuff. But I have a funny feeling he could hit 20, especially with the way that he's hitting right now. Like, he's just killing baseballs. And I think if he's pissed off and he's 
he's locked in, which looks like right now. I see 20. 100% I see 20. See, I was going to – I thought 20 was being a little too – a little too um, – what's the word I'm looking I, I think – A little too optimistic. Dang, like you're just being an overly optimist. I'm just trying to be – trying to go based on the eye test here. All right. Okay, over under 55 hits for Bo Bichette. I think over. I think this kid's going to come out this year. This kid looks dirty. I have a feeling it's his coming out party this year. I think it's it, – I, I want to see what he can do more in, in 2021, hopefully when everything reverts back to somewhat normalcy if there is a vaccine with with this pandemic. I know I didn't – I don't know if I wanted to mention the pandemic, but we kind of have to. It's the elephant in the room. Um, I think personally, like, Bobochet. It's going to be similar to um, the one player that I thought of that came out and was amazing. You know, like when Reese Hoskins made his debut and he was just kind of like smashing the baseball. It's going to be like like Reese Hoskins, uh, Arcides Aquino in in Cincinnati last year. It's going to be something like that, I think. But obviously Mm -hmm. more of like, I don't want to say all home runs like the other two were mainly doing. But like it's going to be it's going to be something for sure. And what was funny was I was initially pissed off when they let, they let Freddie Galvis walk for nothing. And then they're like, oh, Bo Bouchette's coming up. And I'm like, I'm listening. I want to see yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think this kid's going to definitely hit, like, 60 hits. Maybe, like, I don't want to say maybe more, but, like, we'll definitely see. Because, again, I'll, I'll touch on it later why I think uh, similar feats can happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., over under 30 RBIs, I'll say. 30 RBIs. Over, but slightly. So it'll be like 32, 33. I think he's going to be more of a slap hitter this year. Like He's just going to be like his dad, just hitting the ball any way shape he can and just trying to get on base. And also, he looks very good as a first baseman. Apparently, I Ed, do like him there from what I've seen. He, um, apparently, Edwin, Edwin and Carnassi, been giving him tips. Yeah, called him and he said, like, dude, don't take this as a demotion. Take this as an opportunity. And like, I know mm-hmm. we've only really seen him play first base what three times. Like he yeah. played in an inter squad game that we saw on TV, or once or twice there, and then he played once or twice in uh in Boston. But I think there's definitely a lot of potential that can happen there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I can see. For sure. Okay, Ken Giles. Over or under 10 saves? 10? Yeah, I just figured 10 because like, it's a shortened season. He's a he's a tricky one because I'm trying to remember. Okay, last year I for think. For me, sorry, just for me, I'm just picturing how many save opportunities will he get this this season. It's not necessarily his, based get, on his abilities, just how many he saves. Less. I think he gets less just because I don't know how many games this team's going to win. They'll use him, and his numbers are going to be very good, but I don't think he's going to he's gonna really be as good. Like, he was great the couple years that he was here. I think he only blew – I think he only blew maybe, like, three or four saves over a couple – over, like, two seasons. He didn't blow that many. No. I mean, He's yeah, very he's reliable. Blown, 
actually, in the two years that he's been in Toronto, he's only blown one save. That's okay. it? That's yeah. I feel like I... He was traded here in the Osuna trade. He was, yeah. 14, he was 14 for 14 in save opportunities when he came here. I remember that, yeah. And then he was 23. He was 95.8% with his save percentage, which is pretty good. Like, that's... Like, if you go to baseball reference, which... If only is, Frederick Anderson had that safe percentage, man. Uh, I, hey, did you not see those friggin' highlights that Leafs Twitter was posting? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that after we wrap up Yeah, we'll, we'll touch... We're going to be a lot more hockey-centric next week when, when hockey comes back, which yes. I'm, I'm pumped for. Um, I'm so super pumped. But yeah, to answer, answer, answer the Ken Giles question, I think under, just because they're not going to give him the amount that he wants, unfortunately. I'd say... Yeah, I'd say if it's under, it's not going to be by much. It's just that I don't know how many save opportunities will be available for this team. Does he come back after next year or no? I really hope so. I think if they want to, I think if next year is the year where they want to start competing, which it looks like that's the plan that they have, then they have no choice but to bring him back. It looks like the money, man, because like he's making 9.6 this year. Like, it's all about, like, what he's going to ask for. You know what? It's time for the Rodgers to freaking open up their pockets for this team because they have, like, what, the richest owners in baseball probably. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's most likely going to be the case. Um, do you have any more? One more. Okay. One more. Over under 30 wins. Ooh. Mm, okay so well first of all i just want to say to to sportsnet please change the standings to have all the divisions wrapped up in one um i think is it possible to be under 500 and still make the playoffs in this setting like i'm not sure how well you would have to do um i think I think they're going to be under 30 just because the Rays exist and the Rays scare me, like, legitimately. I think the Rays scare me more than the Yankees. Yeah. I also I picked the Rays. Say. I picked the Rays to win the World Series, which I honestly think they can do. And anybody that may disagree with me, that's fine. But look at that prospect pool and look at that rotation and tell me you don't piss yourself because, dear God, that is – glorious and amazing um but yeah i think just under i think they'll probably win 25 i think they'll be hovered around 500 somewhere whether it's a little over or a little under i think if they get a game over 500 that's not that's like the the case scenario where they want to be but if they are if they are under 500 then they're going to they're going to make some drastic changes, I think, in the in the offseason. So, hold on. Just before we wrap it up, I just have another question. This isn't an over-under or anything. Just that with the new playoff format and how it's going to look this season, like, what do you make of that for for the Jays? Does, like, do you think they'll be competing for a spot near the end of the season? Oh, it helps them for sure. I think it definitely gives teams that were kind of on the outside looking in some hope. Because, like, looking at the – like just to go off of last year's statistics, like Cleveland 
barely missed the playoffs by three games last year to go to the wild card game. I yeah. think Cleveland, they have the chance to kind of like have this be their last hurrah. Like teams like the Texas Rangers who are good but fell off, they can kind of make that push. Um, the New York Mets, which is funny because everyone thought they were going to make the postseason, but now they're kind of like fizzling out. Uh, it really opens up the door to a lot of teams, and, and the Jays definitely fit into that category. Are they the best team? Do they have the best odds? No. Um, do they have greater odds? Say, I'm looking at the teams ahead of them. Uh, you're going to laugh because the team that finished ahead of them was the Seattle Mariners. They're definitely better than the Seattle Mariners. That goes without saying. Uh, I think they have the potential and they have the pitching that's better than the Angels. And also, like, you have to think, like, you got to go with that stuff that's, like, quick. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, you well, gotta I'm, go not, with I'm not expecting. Built, a team yeah. that's built on depth and versatility can go far. And I think they could definitely do something, especially because of the youth factor and they're playing in a better scenario in Buffalo. Yeah, well – I think that um, I don't know. Like they're definitely not going to be one of the top two teams. Like I think the Rays and Yankees are automatically better than them. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The Red Sox are a team. It all depends on how the Red Sox do because the Red Sox are kind of iffy for me. I'm not sure exactly what they are. Yeah, and I think what's funny is that we hear in hockey like the worst teams are the teams that we don't know what the hell they're doing. That's the Red Sox right now. Because, like, on one hand, you're like, okay, this team is still pretty good. And then the next minute, they're trading Mookie Betts. And then it's like, it's almost like they're missing, like, a star player and, like, a really good arm. Yeah. Gee. What a concept. It's almost like that's all they need to, like, be one of the best teams in the league. Good players cost a lot of money. Who knew? God. I know. God, man. Like, I think we should, you know, the reason why they're you know the Leafs are good is because they have a they have two number one centers and and an elite playmaker or two elite playmakers slash snipers I don't know what to classify Nylander as um but you know there's you know but that costs a lot of money damn if only they can afford that it's not like they're the richest team in in hockey or, or anything it's not like the Red Sox are the second wealthiest are they the second wealthiest or is that still the Dodgers they're pretty up there. They're top five. I still think that's funny that like they they're like we don't want to pay him, and then the Dodgers are like hold our beer, we're gonna splurge money on this guy, and he's now the richest man in baseball. And also that deal runs until he's forty, which we all know. You how know what? Is they fun. get a couple World Series out of it. Who cares? I think the Dodgers will win. Though. I, I think to be completely honest, it's gonna be Dodgers. Dodgers Rays in an ideal situation if the Rays can stay healthy because like I said Florida is literally a swamp pit which gives me butterflies the fact that my baseball team is going to Florida and playing as yeah. Florida is not fun even though I don't know is, is Tampa I don't know if Tampa Bay is one of the hot spots but Miami that gives me anxiety because Miami is like the epicenter of the outbreak in Florida um, but yeah. enough of that right now. Essentially, all I can say is I'm excited for baseball. And also, did you see that Fox is going to do virtual fans? How's that going to work? So, so, Fox, so Fox went on their Twitter and said that there's going to be virtual fans. It's literally like uh, the equivalent of – what's the word? I'm, what's the thing I'm thinking of? Like you CGI? Know, like, 
yeah, like, you know, like backyard baseball where there's like the oh, like, yeah. fans. That's what it's going to look like. They don't look <laughs> bad. Honestly, like I would prefer to them maybe if they could do CGI, that'd be kind of cool. Um, because again, like you don't know what's going to happen with this, you know, like, you don't want just the seats to be empty. Cause like I saw, we'll get to the, the two games that we saw the game and a half that we saw yesterday. Um, but yeah, like I, I preferably want to see something there that's not uh, just empty seats and the, like the occasional coach or journalist that's in the, the stands just chilling there. Like I want, yeah. I want to get creative. And if virtual fans work, hey, virtual fans work. I like I mean, the idea of pumping in crowd noise and all that. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was looking about? Uh, I also like, per- personally, I think that hockey and basketball, like, I know they're doing the return play plans, but I like their new setup, like the new stage and whatever, especially with yeah. them locking out the majority of the the empty seats so it's not like kind well, of Well, that's what stuff. hockey's doing. NBA, yeah. they, don't, they don't think the courts really had any seats to begin with. Yeah, and they also put, like, a bunch of, like, LED screens up to, like, you know, kind of draw your attention there. So I think, like, yeah, those those two leagues definitely did well with uh, with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't, do you want to go to other baseball stuff now? We can flip to hockey for a bit before we wrap things up. Yeah, so let's flip to hockey. Um, because like we said earlier, or well, like I said earlier, hockey will be back. Uh, well, exhibition-wise, we'll be back next Tuesday. Um, there'll be a couple exhibition games, mainly Toronto and Montreal. Um, well, in the Canadian market, there's a few other ones that I'm I'm sleeping on right now. Um that- Oh, Alberta's going to be one. I think, to be completely honest, that that playoff series kind of were that kind of devalues the the rivalry to me. I'm hoping that like once fans are allowed back in, which I think hopefully will be soon, come the the early winter like spring of next year. Yeah. I kind of want to just see like. The teams are like, oh, yeah, we're all healthy now. By the way, screw you. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I want to see friggin' – but then again, they have to, like, get, like, Mike Smith back and have him, you know, do stuff like that. Like, Mike Smith – Go and, and fight Riddick. That was, that was fun. No, it was Talbot and, uh, and Mike Smith. Oh, was, yeah, I forgot that they – made it even more funnier. Basically traded for on, each other. It made it even more funnier because they were on opposite sides. Yeah. It was actually hilarious. Um, but yeah, hockey is, is back. Uh, it's probably the one sport that really makes me feel good. Also, can we just point out there's going to be five to six hockey games a day and they are all going to be what? So, okay. Eight hours? Yeah. Eight hours straight of hockey? Just to put this into perspective. Okay. So the season starts back up on August 1st, which is next Saturday. Okay. So yeah. there's, there's a total of five games. So you got Rangers-Carolina at noon, Blackhawks-Oilers at three, Islanders-Panthers at four, Habs and, and Penguins on the Saturday night game at eight, and then the West Coast game, Calgary and Winnipeg. That's that's pretty damn fun to me. I mean, it's going to be weird seeing like uh, 
like teams like the Islanders and the Hurricanes using like the Oilers and the Leafs goal horn. If well, only, if only there was that, a way. Apparently, Columbus is gonna have their cannon for their technically home games against the Leafs in no, the are they Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Hazard. That's a big hazard, man. I don't know if they're actually going to have the actual cannon or if it's just going to go off. Yeah, um, that's going to be very. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they do like the CGI stuff, or they just like pan to it. Well, you saw the picture I sent you of what it's allegedly going to look like. The. Did you hello. send? Oh, you sent it to the group chat, didn't you? Oh, did I? I don't know. I'm scrolling. Um, no, I, all the meme stuff is here, and all the Seattle merch. Which oh, we should talk about Seattle soon. Uh, Wait, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you right now directly. What like the ice is supposed to look like for NHL oh, games? Oh, that that picture. Oh yeah, that I saw. Um, so yeah, they'll have like the three uh like four banners. They'll have like three LED screens. Do we want to talk about the the blueprints for the bubble? Well, what they what they entail? That uh, that Chris uh, Johnson. Yeah. So Chris Johnson, who is my favorite, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, um, he shared the secure zones for both Toronto and Edmonton. So um, basically, I'll do the Edmonton one first because that one it literally looks like a jigsaw piece, which is funny. Um, so basically, they have the two hotels, which are the JW Marriott, right outside of Rogers Place. They have Rogers Place, of course. Uh, there's an events plaza that's outside of the uh, the new arena. I'm pretty sure that's just uh, an area that had a bunch of, you know, it's kind of like Maple Leaf Square, I'm assuming, to uh, Albertians. I'm not sure. Uh, they have the Delta Hotels, which is across the street, and then they have the Sutton Place Hotel which is uh, just diagonally uh, about southwest from or southeast from the stadium. So here are some of the amenities that they have written. So there's a 900-person capacity health testing area for media and other participants. So I'm assuming that's going to be for players, media, and whatnot. And this is, of course, off-site out of Rogers Place, which I think they should obviously do. Uh, there's four luxury hotels and amenities for teams, staff, and league officials, which is funny because uh, I brought up the uh, – did I bring up the the picture I saw of what the events plaza looks like with the cage with all the oh, plastic? Oh, yeah. It's plastic, just a fence uh, and then a plastic patio furniture. Looks like an Italian's backyard. Um, yeah. So there's uh, 14 on-site diverse restaurants, bars, pubs, food trucks, pop-ups, and coffee shops. 14 of those. That's actually pretty interesting. Uh, there's you know eight. That would be cool. What? Uh, work for a food. What if they're like, hey, Joey, you want to pick up a shift yeah. and it's for the NHL players? I'm wondering what's happening with that. Like, I'm wondering if, they, if they're just going to bring uh, a lot of staff, like especially with, with MLSE. I'm wondering if there's a lot of staff that got laid off that might come back. Um, so there's eight movie theaters, dining areas, and activity spaces. Twenty-four movie te- theaters. Twenty-four team dedicated lounges, suites, and offices within Rogers Place, which is pretty cool. Because I'm assuming, yeah, because Rogers Place like they host other things, so you have like rooms, offices. Yes. 
uh, and 13 dedicated fitness centers, weight facilities, and practice ice rinks. 13 sounds very... I don't think they have that many ice rinks. Uh, I don't know where they practice in Edmonton. I think they always do to Rogers Place. Um, but then the creme de la creme is Toronto's because, wow, do they have a good... Uh, they have a better setup there. Um, mm-hmm. Not First of all, not only do they have... Uh, Scotiabank Arena, which granted is not as big or as grand as uh, Rogers Place is, uh, but they have Maple Leaf Square. It's also about up. what twenty years older. Yeah, or- basically. Um, so let me just say the areas that they have. So they have an events plaza outside of Hotel X, which is on the harbor front. So they're closing. Well, apparently they have BMO Field too that they can yeah, use. Yeah, like I, I was just about to get to that. Yeah, they, they have BMO Field, which they can use for outdoor recreational activities, game viewing, and dining options. So essentially, what they're saying is they get the whole CNE uh, experience minus the the rides, of course. So you get like the food building. They'll have uh, staff there to prepare food. You can go play soccer on BMO Field, which is awesome. You can play football on there. Um, you know, you can use the screens. How funny! Watch. How funny is it gonna be? You're gonna hear uh, someone gets injured because they were like playing soccer and like hurt their ankle or something. Yeah, something they, like, like that. they like stub their toe or like twist their ankle. That'd be funny. Um, so they have four interior premium club spaces, boxes, and amenities at Scotia Bank. I'm assuming those are like the the press boxes. That yeah. the uh, same thing goes for uh, Rogers Place. Uh, there's 14 on-site diverse blah, blah, blah. You know that already from before. Eight tennis courts, golf suites, movie theaters, and fitness studios. It's not Toronto if you can't play golf. And for everybody nope. that's not a Leaf fan that says we always play golf, shut up, I know. What else is there to do when your team under... Early or... My bad. <laughs> yeah, was, that's why you always make sure your headphones are plugged in when you open up memes, kids. Um, so there's 12 team dedicated dressing and medical rooms at Ford Performance Center. Jesus again? Christ, man. It's, 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 uh, it's whatever. Don't worry about it. Open it up when we're done. Jesus. Um, it's Twitter. I accidentally opened a video. That's why I have Twitter on my phone away with my headphones in my phone. God, I don't have the luxury of. Having an old ass phone with with the headphone jack. Okay, boomer, Jesus. Anyway, so before me and Joey argue like we're an old man and a young millennial Gen Z kid, whatever you want to call them, uh, they get Ford Performance Center uh, to practice, which for those of you who don't know is uh, just outside of Toronto, kind of in the Etobicoke region of the city. Uh, well, not in the city, but in the re- uh, Etobicoke region of Ontario, so about western Toronto. Um, and they also get the four practice facility ice rinks, the three NHL size ice rink, and the one Olympic size ice rink, which is all at Ford Performance Center. I did an assignment on that uh, area, which I've been inside that facility, and it is a very nice facility, I have to say. Um, it's very good, especially um, they have a nice Hall of Fame for all the local sports uh players that played for let me get this straight every other team in the eastern conference playing in the qualifiers can use that space now but in the off season the leafs can't 
even though yeah. they're performance center. Okay, yeah. cool. Because they want they want to share. They're like, don't be selfish, share with us. And they're like, lol, no, it's in our area. What the hell? And they're like, okay, fine, we'll just put it in the CBA. So now you have to follow our, our demands. That's so stupid though, because it's like, like, okay, why can't you just go to your franchise and be like, hey, can we like get a practice facility? And all the American owners, no, that costs way too much money. And it's like, but, but sir, like, we kind of don't want to go in the arena and there's a pandemic. We want somewhere else. I don't give a shit. Just let everybody be equal. And of course, it, like, I, I know, like, people are going to say, like, oh, well, you're, you should, you know, you're spoiled, whatever. Shouldn't we be allowed to use the stuff we have? If you buy a car, do you let the car stay in the garage or do you want to go drive it? You want to go drive Imagine the car. If every single car had to be equal. Yeah, it's like okay, you 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 take the cars from the parking garage, even though the cars are your own, but no one else can go and drive. So, you know, you have to keep your car parked in the lot, you know, just to not m- make yourself look better than everybody else. And it's just like, the fuck, like, dude, what the hell? It's it's beyond stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah, looking about uh what everything looks like in hockey it is very nice um it's not going to be amazing um so actually uh chris johnson actually posted a picture earlier today of the fencing around bemo field it does very much look like a jail but it's a temporary jail bad things don't last forever kids we will be back (laughs) to cheering in maple leaf square which by the way first first day that they say that it's okay to go to maple leaf square once this pandemic is over to watch a playoff game i'm there i don't care if i work or i don't care if like i have to go sit in rush hour traffic on the way home i'll do it why did i sound like mm-hmm. alex? I, when i said i'll do it i sounded like a, did i send you the meme of uh, alex jones saying he's gonna eat his neighbors i think i sent it to the to the nosebleeds yeah group. yeah that was that's probably my favorite meme, and someone actually uh, edited it so it's uh, it's under uh, a songify beat, which is funny. Uh, oh, also, um, so uh, somebody uh, account for hockey. I don't know if you follow them or not, Joey, but yeah, they're actually a great, they're, they're really a great good follow. So um, apparently, one of the Columbus uh, games the inter squad games ended 11 to five. So he quote, he retweeted it and quoted saying, if you guys are worried about Anderson letting in goals for the least elite game for or forwards in training camp, Corpus Allo and Merce Lincoln's let in 16 goals versus the Columbus forwards today. So my whole thing is though, is like when you're just doing against your whole team, where's the comp- like? Do you really have that same competitive edge that you're like? Exactly, and also like you have to keep in mind these guys have been off skating for like what? Pandemic was ruled six months ago, so probably like three four months they haven't been skating, especially in scrimmages. Like, like give them a break. Like, yeah. Especially like especially the older players. Like look at a guy like. Mark Andre Fleury, who's pushing 36, you know, by the start of next season, like he's not going to be as crisp as he normally is. And, and Fleury's one of the most athletic 
inflexible goalies that I've seen, aside from Jonathan Quick. But the only yeah, like he he, he's still he good. ended uh, Mike Babcock's coaching tenure in Toronto. Yeah, save of the year, man. On the unbelievable um, save. But yeah, it's like people are gonna be rusty. Like, and to tie this back to baseball for a second, I don't know if you saw any of the the Yankees Nationals games. Both Cole and Scherzer looked kind of crappy, and there was a lot of errors in that game. Yeah, like three quarters. It was sloppiness. Yeah, and and the reason why is because one, players are out of shape. Two, players are probably not going to give it as much of a shit because there's no fans there. But do you honestly think LeBron is going to be like dropping? 30, 40 points if there's nobody there. Unless, like, it's literally so easy of an opponent. Like, no! Okay, no. Let me rephrase that. He'll do it, but not frequently. He'll do it when... Like, he- my whole thing is, like... This is basically, like, the start of a new season, basically. And it's just gonna be sloppy. Like, you know how hockey is at the beginning of the season. For sure. And all that. It's, it's extremely sloppy and all that. And this is why... I'm not really worried about Columbus. Watch this clip is going to come back and bite me in the ass. But like, I, I, Columbus doesn't scare me just because like when when you're playing sloppy games, it's like the skill that, that that's going to win the games. And I just think Toronto has a lot more of that than Columbus does. I just think, to be completely honest, I like this playoffs because it's it's like you said, it's it's a refresher. It's literally everybody coming back fresh new a team that finished 24th like montreal could come in friggin go to the conference final and even win the damn cup if they so want to oh oh, that that would actually like piss me off i kind of want that because think about it habs can say they won how many have they won so far 24 25 okay i don't don't know and say (laughs) they won 26 it's like no you didn't it's another thing that Leafs fans can just ride on Habs fans. It's like, oh, it took a pandemic and literally a technicality for you to come mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Like, don't don't add us for that. Like, I want somebody that's like kind of on. I don't want to say on the outside look again, but kind of like, you know, somebody that's not a favorite on paper to win. Oh, speaking of Montreal, um, well. Two things happen. First of all, Brent Seabrook is not playing in the qualifying round. So I don't know if he's opting out or not. Also, uh, Brett Kulak, who is one of the Habs defensemen, was one of the people that tested positive for COVID, um, which is it's risky. Quebec in itself is just not handling this pandemic well. But that's besides the point. But like getting back to my point, not to, dif- to differentiate from it, but, like, if you look at, for example, players that are, are a team that's kind of not in the running for it, I kind of want Chicago to win the Cup, because why not? Because I don't, I honestly don't give a shit if they win the Cup. I think the Cup's going to go to Colorado, to be honest with you. Just I think Na- my- Nathan McKinnon's just going to will them to it. Yeah, you got McKinnon, you got Landeskog. For the most part, I think... I know they've had a couple people test positive, but like it's this was like right when the the season was on pause, so everyone's obviously, to my knowledge, mostly if not all recovered by now. Um, I'll tell you the two teams that worry me to win the Stanley Cup. Okay, three teams: Toronto, just because I kind of don't want to celebrate it because of the way things are, and also because 
all the all the Kevins and uh, and whatnot are gonna go downtown, and they'll be like, oh well, people were doing this, this, and this. I can't go and enjoy my hockey team winning a Stanley Cup. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're gonna act like that. And also, I don't want any Florida team winning the cup because, okay, first of all, no one gives a shit if the Panthers win the cup because. Like Alexander Barkov said, there's more fans that like him in Finland than they do in Florida. And two, if the Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup, one, it would suck because they do it in stupid circumstances after last year. And two, do you really want to celebrate in Florida and have everybody flock to the streets and none of them are going to be wearing masks? That, that yeah. That's hazard. That's just a friggin' huge hazard. That's one of the reasons why I'm scared for for sports, kind of, because fans are unpredictable. Fans are going to do some crazy stuff. Like, I don't know, like, remember the Coppa Italia that happened a couple weeks ago? And everybody in Napoli was going and friggin' dancing in the streets, and now they're kind of ticking up in the the virus thing. Like, this this thing doesn't go away. Like, we shouldn't be tempted with this stuff. But, like, like, realistically, I think the Avs have a really good chance. Like their goaltending is pretty solid, even though Philip Grubauer was hurt for basically the whole season. And also Pavel Francis kind of came out of nowhere and said, "By the way, guys, I'm good." That's a pretty, <laughs> and also it's a pretty good story. Also, you yeah. want to know something that's really sad that I just pulled up on the the Abs uh, stats line? So you got Nathan McKinnon. So Nathan McKinnon has 93 points, right? Because Nathan. Oh McKinnon, yeah, and you know who's and second next on? is McCarr. Yeah, it's McCarr McCullough. with 50 and then Burakovsky with 45. That's a huge jump. That's why he's the MVP yeah. of the league. That's true, yeah. They have they're pretty like good in terms of like depth. Like it's, I'm really impressed with this team and I'm thinking like it's funny because weren't we ripping on that on the on the the abs? Because what was funny was the whole 2017 draft lottery, they got hoodwinked. And then they drop to fourth, and then they get Kale McCard, and they're like, um, what were we sad about again? Yeah. I just see that happening. Literally the best player from that draft so far. Or who else was yeah. taken that year? It was, if I remember correctly, the top – I know the top four. I don't remember the fifth pick. I'm going to look at the fifth pick right now. It's going to be one of my articles. Who down. was the top four? I don't, I don't really care four, much about the fifth I'm, pick. I, I wanna, I'm going to guess it, and then I'm going to fact check it. So top four, if I remember, this was 2017, was Nico Heischer went one. Heischer, oh, Patrick. Owen Patrick. Oh, my God, the phone. Niskanen? Niskanen, whatever his name is? Yeah. Niskanen, that's it. He went, yeah. I'm, I actually have to get this phone call, but it's um, Heischer, Pat, Heischer, Patrick, Heiskanen, and McCart. Oh, I want to tell them you're busy recording a podcast and that you can't talk right now like unbelievable waiting all this time for you and then you leave me to take a phone call but yeah like that's like an absolute steal for for columbus they got like if it wasn't for his injury he'd definitely be winning the calder i'd say but i'd say i think this year the calder is going to go to quinn hughes probably just because quinn hughes has been just as good if not better and I had him on my fantasy team, which is great, other than the fact that I finished last place. But 
I get to keep him for next few years, so that's not bad. And I'm just rambling right now. Don't know what else to really say. So we'll just wait for Matthew to get off of the phone. Unbelievable. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. I've never needed a shirt so bad in my entire life, someone on Twitter says about William Nylander wearing a spaghetti shirt. That's a really cool shirt. I should get that. I'm just reading you guys my Twitter feed because Matthew is taking so long. Um... Whoa, something, this is something I did not know. Hazel May tweets, quote, tweets a video from Roger Sportsnet saying Guerrero Jr. opens up on camera about something he's rarely talked about before, being a father of two little girls. What were you saying? I I I was just going through my Twitter feed, looking uh, through some stuff to talk about while you were gone, and Hazel May. And quote tweeted a tweet from a video from Roger Sportsnet saying Guerrero Jr. opens up on camera about something that he's rarely talked about before, being a father to two little girls. Wait, what? Yeah, that was my reaction. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. This is Hazel May, you said? Yeah, and there's a video about it. Catch Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Great expectations tomorrow during. Blue Jays Central, starting at 5.30 p.m. Wow. Okay. This was, this was earlier, and we completely forgot about Okay, all right. Um, So I know what I'm watching. I did couple. not see this. Wow. That's uh, something that we did not know about. Um, no. Not that it's a bad thing, but that's kind of a huge curveball. Um, yeah. So... Um, just to clarify, yeah, so I was right. Oh, you know who the fifth player was from the friggin' draft? Uh, after Kale McCart? Elias Pettersson. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good, that guy. Pretty good, uh, pretty good player. That I don't know, you can't really be, you can't, you can't really be upset, uh, having McCart, though. I find it funny how the Devils got Heischer, who isn't bad, but they could have Pettersson. And apparently Pettersson... Like statistically in Sweden is better. Like he's basically like Sedin like Naslin like in his abilities. Like this kid they always get the good Swedish players. Yeah, I noticed that. Like Sedin's, Pedersen, Naslin. They had Sundin for a season. They did have Sundin for a season. Um, I'm trying to think. Don't forget about Alex Edler. I was gonna say Alex Edler. Yeah, there was another one that I'm thinking of right now. Um. I think they drafted him. To, no, Olyulevi isn't is Canadian. I think. Uh, oh no, he is. Oh, he played in in Finland. Okay, but it's the same thing. No, I'm kidding. No, it's not the same thing. Um, yeah, they they don't really they haven't really had a Swede in a while. Like I'm thinking, I'm looking at their drafts. Wow, the Canucks did not draft that well over the last couple of years. Like, you know, like I don't I know we're kind of going off a tangent, but. Do you want me to like read their first round picks or like any? So a lot of the players that they had didn't even play with them, or like they played with them very, you know, yeah, for very I don't short. Think I'm really, I don't, yeah. I'm not really interested. 
Wow. <laughs> I was going to say that Michael. Not to be not. rude, I just don't care. The only team that matters is the Leafs. So. Wow, here I am trying to expand my my forte, and here you're just like, nah, screw that shit. So, Matt, this is a Toronto-based show. Yeah, so, and think about friggin'. Basically what uh, that means is every other team can fuck off. Okay, and then look at shows like the Steve Dangle podcast to talk about a lot of other show, uh, teams. Sorry, am I Steve Dangle? No, I'm not that cool. I'm glad you said it, not me. Anyway, so now that we kind of hit the head on everything um, and found out that Vlad Jr. is actually a father, which is very surprising. He's only, is he 21? Yeah, he's like a year younger than I am. He's a year older than me. Does it say it on his Wikipedia page? Yeah, he has to. It's literally, you know what it is? It's four words. It's literally his cousin Gabriel plays for the Blue Jays organization. After that, Guerrero has two daughters. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Maybe someone just added that too. Oh, for sure. They probably just added that this morning. I mean, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll probably find out more about that again at 530. Tune in on Sportsnet. Hashtag shameless plug. For uh, Sportsnet, not for us. Yes. Um, you never know. We, we, we need like our help. We like the Sportsnet people. I like jobs. I like money. Anyway, um, that's besides the point. Anyway, so now I think we hit everything on the head. Is there anything we're missing here? Just uh, Toronto Spike. FC is going to be play, playing in the knockout round. Oh, I have a question for TFC while we while we get to there in a second. What the hell is going to happen with TFC if they get eliminated from this tournament or when the tournament ends? I mean, that's it, unless they decide to bring the season back. I was told that they're going to allow, like, Canadian teams like Montreal and Vancouver to come and play in BMO, but the state's ban is still there. So, and it doesn't look like it's got any sign of of letting up anytime soon, because, like, looking at the state's numbers right now, which are obviously going to be subject to change, it's not even 230, and there's already another 35,000 people infected. So... And that's not even counting the West Coast cities. Like, it's it's, it's rough, man. Um, yeah, that's pretty much about it. TFC's going. Uh, I don't think baseball's going to friggin' uh, come back. Or, uh, or not come back. Um, conclude, I should say. Uh, I think they'll probably get to 30 games if they're lucky. And then, unfortunately, we'll see an outbreak. I don't want to be uh, pessimistic, but... This is what it is. Um, so, yeah, um, hockey's going to come back. Hockey's going to complete. Um, I actually have one question, and it involves the Winter Classic. I know that most likely you won't have fans of the Winter Classic, and it won't be a spectacle. Do you it's think just, the you Winter even Classic, bother do you think they're having still it? Do it? Yeah, do you think they'll still do it, even though there's going to be no fans? Because you can do it. You I, can have I don't think open. there's a point. I would though, because why not? Like you have like the no, especially it's not in the worth old, it. Yeah, but in it's the old not worth NHL it, I don't games, think. in the old NHL games, you had like the the option to play outdoors and like play pond hockey and all that stuff. That would yeah, be kind but of. The NHL needs to spend all that money, and then for no one to be there. Yeah, that that's true. That is very true. Also, I see that you friggin' sent a picture to a group chat of a Rashman Danny. 
screen capturing a picture of the president of the United States catching a baseball like a- an idiot. Attempting to catch a baseball? Can we just say he's not going to friggin' throw that first pitch because Cuomo's not going to allow it? No, he's going to throw it and be like, I did it way better than Fauci. Fauci's I'm the best baseball player. Man, dude. I'm the be- a best baseball man. player. See, did you see how I threw that baseball compared to Fauci? That video that he posted of, of him talking to friggin' Mariano Rivera, is that recent? That can't be recent. Which one? I, I don't know what so you're talking about. So, go on his Twitter page, which, okay, I only do it to laugh at it because he's stupid. So, he posted a four-minute video, and ESPN shared it, of him playing catch with Mariano Rivera outside of the White House. So, I don't know if that's recent or if that was a year I ago. I have no idea. Not a clue. Mo looks so helpless. He's like, sweet Jesus. He's like, oh, God, why did my agent sign me up for this? Yeah, he's just like, I'm only here so I I get my paycheck. You know, retirement's hard. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So on that sour note of talking about an absolute idiot, is it time to shameless plug like the whores that we are? Do it because I've got a bunch of stuff to do in little time before I leave for the cottage. All right, so while Joey basically pins it all on me for karma for me doing that to him, um, follow the tweeter at Queen underscore City Roundup. Catch us. He tweet. said it wrong. He said it wrong. Q underscore City Roundup. Screw you. Pack your shit. Oh God, did I just quote Mike Commodore? You did. Oh, I just completely thought of that. Oh my God. Um, also, what's Can really you just funny- say that's the only good thing to come up. Of yeah, he's, he's a he's a strange character. There there's a strange tweet, there was a tweet I was gonna mention, but that's like the only good. I'm just saying, spitting chicklets is probably the only good content that comes out of Barstool. If they're smart, they would leave Barstool. I think another sponsorship should come and just be like, take Biz Nasty and 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 Whitney get the hell out of here. What the, I think like it'd be so cool if like Sportsnet or something just took them on as like. No, nah, they wouldn't do it. I think, to be completely honest, they should go with uh, – I'm trying to think what – Yahoo should be at them. Or the, the – oh, no, the Ringer if they want to expand into hockey. Or they should just create their own network. They have the connections. Yeah. I think they should do it, but, again, money – Unless talks. they're just locked into a contract or something, too. That's I think they're locked into a contract. That's another thing that, that happens that you, it's tough to get out of. Yeah. Also, if you're ever having a bad day – Look at Rex Chapman's tweet that he retweeted of Robin Williams talking about golf. A friggin' Scottish man explaining golf. You will you will piss yourself. It's like it's like croquet. <laughs> Fuck croquet. <laughs> it's just it, it's great. Like Yeah, that was a good clip. I saw it. You sent it yeah, to I did. Us. Anyway, so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna end it here. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see y'all next week. Go baseball, go sports. Do safe stuff, mask stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week where we'll be talking more hockey.